this is the podcast for Word of Life in Bentonville, Arkansas. Today you have tuned in to our continued conversation on Wednesday night surrounding equipping the saints. Tonight, Pastor Bill is talking about spiritual gifts. I hope you enjoy, I hope you gain a tremendous insight from this, and most importantly, I hope you are blessed by this conversation. I want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. I gave you... um, Actually, this is a couple of chapters out of Brother Hagen's book, and and as I'm doing research or I'm looking around, <clears throat> going through some of the books that I have in my office about the gifts of the Spirit, uh, I think I mentioned last week Norval Hayes, uh, Lester Summerall, and Brother Hagen are some of my favorites, especially talking about this subject. But <clears throat> if you are interested, by the way. I'm going to talk about the gift of faith tonight, and I'm not not even going to go into all the others. But if you if you get this one, it gives you a lot of understanding about all the others, and maybe uh, someone else will pick up on this later. Uh, Pastor Jeff will be teaching next Wednesday night, and I you know I suggested maybe he take a look at this, but I don't know what he's going to do. I'm not going to tell him what to teach. <clears throat> Let him teach what he wants to teach. But if you are interested in in knowing more about the gifts of the Spirit, this is the best book all of my life. This is the best book I've ever read on the gifts of the Spirit. Very plain and understanding. It's concerning spiritual gifts. It's by Kenneth E. Hagen, and I think you can probably buy these for less than ten dollars. I'm sure. But <clears throat> it is it's a it's very thorough too. When you when you get through, you'll. You'll know a lot, I'll put it that way. Uh, in Hebrews, book of Hebrews, there's a verse I just want to read to you where it talks about God bearing witness with signs and wonders, various miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Gifts of the Holy Spirit being mentioned there. <clears throat> so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, these gifts are from God, and the nine gifts spoken of in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 are, are supernatural. They are not natural gifts, and um, it's as he wills. He gives to each one as he wills, and so <clears throat> these are power gifts. These are, again, supernatural. I shouldn't say power gifts. These are supernatural gifts. Yeah, gift of faith is definitely one of the power gifts. And then also I want to talk about, I'm talking about these things because my prayer is, especially of late, since the first year I've been praying, let there be a release of the gifts of the Spirit in in, in people and uh, working through the people in our church. And so Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gifts that are in you or the gift that's in you. And so my prayer is that we stir up, by talking about them, we stir up the gift that is in you, given from God. <clears throat> Excuse me, I should not eat before I speak because I'll be clearing my throat for a while. The gift of faith, and um, I'm going to go through this. I'm not going to probably read it um, exactly, but I'm going to follow it real close. Because in looking at this, I thought, I, 
I can't do any better than this. So, uh, having covered the three revelation gifts, we've done that last week, Word of Wisdom, Word of Knowledge, Discerning of Spirits. <clears throat> We're going to look at the three power gifts. Power gifts are those that do something, and they are the gift of faith, the working of miracles, gifts of healings. But tonight we're going to talk about the gift of faith from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm not turned there, but I will be in a moment. First, concerning spiritual gifts. Twenty-six lessons on the Holy Spirit and His gifts by Kenneth E. Hagen. And you see it here. Okay. So, First Corinthians chapter twelve. It's in verse nine. <clears throat> we're, we're well, beginning in verse seven. Manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit, and on and on. <clears throat> the gift of faith is what we want, we're going to talk about, though. This gift, like all the others, is supernatural and not carnal, or not natural. The other definitely not carnal. There are those that say that some of the gifts of the spirit are natural, and part of them are supernatural. But if one is supernatural, then all are supernatural. And as he says, and I agree, we believe that every single one of them is supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Faith is the greatest of these three gifts. It's a gift of the Spirit to the believer that he might receive miracles. The working of miracles is a gift of the Spirit given to the believer that he might work miracles. One receives, the other does something. One of them is active, the other is passive, on and on and on. <clears throat> <clears throat> when you receive a miracle, you don't work, but when you perform it, you work the miracle. These power gifts are very closely associated, and I'm going to skip down. Although they are closely associated, we differentiate between them and list them separately so that we can better define them. Yeah, they, they work so closely together that sometimes, you know, I would I would say, I was just thinking, uh, just before I came, I was in the office just a little bit ago, and I was thinking about something that happened in my life one time, and I thought, I I couldn't I couldn't figure out <clears throat> was that prophecy or was that the gift of faith, because the gift of faith normally happens as you can see, well I'll read it in a moment, but <clears throat> gift gift of of faith happens whenever you speak something and and it comes to pass and it's not necessarily it's listen it's not necessarily a word like prophecy uh, I'll tell you the example I was thinking of <clears throat> y'all know the story of when I was in Mexico and the main church the pastor's son-in-law and daughter were in the prayer line when I got to them they said they wanted a baby and I just said, 
when I come back next year, you'll have a baby. Then I kind of gasped, said, did I really say that? <clears throat> but next year when I went back, they had a baby. Well, you know, I was thinking, was that, was that prophecy or was that gift? I believe it was a gift of faith, but anyway. But they work so close together sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to you know, uh, tell them, di- differentiate as he says. Concerning gift of faith, the Amplified New Testament says, <clears throat> unto another special faith. I like that in the Amplified, and I, I'd, I'd read that from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Special faith. Every believer already has faith. There's a saving faith, which is also a gift. Now, we're going to talk about the word faith really in, in four different ways. And I really like this, and I think it's important that's one of the reasons I just want to stick with this tonight. I think it's very important that we understand when we use the word faith, it's used in, in uh, at least four different ways in the Bible. First of all, there's saving faith. Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace you, you are saved, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. The faith by which we are saved is a gift of God, but it is given to us through the word. So then, from Romans 10, so then faith, saving faith, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The faith which we are talking about in this lesson, special faith, is not like, it's not, it's not saving faith, it's something special. It's a special faith. And then, from Galatians chapter 5, uses the word faith in a little different way. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and then there it is, faith. The gift of faith is separate from the fruit of faith. We read about the fruits of the Spirit, one of which is faith. In Galatians 5.22, which is quoted above, in the original Greek it is not called faith, but it's called, it is It is faithfulness. So we have faith to be saved, which comes from the word, hearing the word. You hear the word preached, and by faith, you receive that word, and you can receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. But the fruit of the Spirit, that faith there is a fruit of the Spirit, or it's a characteristic. I'll go on and read what he has to say, because it's it's really good. It's faithfulness. The fruit of the Spirit is, is for character. The gifts of the Spirit are for power. Fruit is something that grows. Faith or faithfulness is a fruit which grows in the life of a Christian to establish him in spiritual character. But faith, as a special faith, is given by the Spirit of God. Those who possess this gift of faith, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, believe God in such a way that he honors their word as his own, and miraculous, miraculously brings it to pass. And we'll give you some examples uh, a little later throughout the Word of God. I, any questions or comments? I'm on the second page. Sir? Oh, really? Well, you just have to listen. you I'm so sorry. Okay. Here we go. 
Uh oh. Is everybody? I, well, everybody would be the same because I use the same. You do have the. That's okay. I want to see. I want to see something just for a minute, though. I want to see where your staple is. Yeah, there's one here that's different. See that staple? It's not stapled. There's there's was machine stapled. I anyway. <clears throat> so Cindy has. Cindy will speak up if I get out of line. If I don't tell the truth, or I, <laughs> if I don't follow, she'll she'll let y'all know. <clears throat> Where was I? Those who possess this gift of faith, <clears throat> from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, believe God in such a way <clears throat> that he honors their word as his own and miraculously brings it to pass. Any comments or questions? Whenever you were saying that you knew that a woman was going to have a baby, did the Lord just kind of drop that into your mind? So, so you just knew it. I, I, I can't really tell you it just, it, because it just kind of happened instantly. <clears throat> I will tell you, one of the things that probably encouraged me to do that is because I see my dad do that. And if he told a couple they were going to have a baby, they had a baby. <laughs> I don't know. Did I did I go ahead and finish my story before about that? The next year, the when I went back, okay. But then the next year, when I went back, there was a couple there that wanted prayer for the same thing. I didn't tell that. <clears throat> and so, I, when I got up there, they said that. And then she said, "We." And of course, Pastor Miguel is interpreting for me, and she said, "We want twins." And I thought, well, what great faith. But when, when, when they said that, I just felt terrible on the inside. And I just couldn't hardly even talk. I mean, all of a sudden, <clears throat> I didn't know what to say. <clears throat> so I just prayed according to your faith. I didn't say, I didn't declare anything. I just said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Well, come to find out, this couple were not married, and his wife is sitting in the crowd. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> so I, when I found that out, I said, "Thank you, God, that you died. <laughs> Thank you for shutting my mouth." Yeah, it's a, it's a. Let me just say that I don't know. I don't know about all over Mexico, but I do know in that area. Pastor Miguel says there's a lot of stuff going on, even in churches. And it's something that the pastors battle all the time. Stuff like that. So anyway, that's kind of that's I kind of put a damper on the class tonight, didn't I? I shouldn't even told you that. <clears throat> I like to talk about good stuff. <clears throat> anyway. We learned there's three kinds of faith. Saving faith comes before salvation faith or faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit comes after salvation the manifestation of the gift of faith comes after the baptism of the Holy Ghost we must dif differentiate between 
saving faith, general faith in every believer that every believer has, and this special faith which God gives on certain occasions. People say, well, if God gives me faith, I'll have it, and if he doesn't, I won't. They read the scripture to another as given faith and think that the, that is the way it works. However, this special faith, this gift of faith is not for salvation because we have to have saving faith before we can even be saved. This faith is not, this faith is not the fruit faith, as we pointed out, which grows in a person's life to develop Christian character. Faithfulness. I believe they work together. And of course, I think you have to be saved before you can have the gift of, the, of faith. On and on. Matter of fact, you have to be saved to really have the fruit faith. The, the fruit of faith. Then there's a general faith. <clears throat> Mark chapter 11, 24, where it says, what, th what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. This faith, this gift of faith, is not the general faith by which we ordinarily receive answers to prayer. We know that we are saved by faith. We know that we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost by faith. We know that we get answers to prayer by faith because Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Many of us have received many answers to prayer through faith even before we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. These answers come because we have believed God by faith. But this, but that is not this gift of faith in operation. If the gift of faith had to be operated to get an answer to prayer to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, to receive healing in the body, or to have financial needs met, then we could never get our prayers answered until we, till after we got saved or until we got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yet a lot of us did receive healing by faith in God's Word before we ever got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Certainly. <clears throat> If general answers to prayer were the result of the gift of faith in operation, then not everybody, not even those who have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, would be able to exercise faith for an answer to prayer because not all will have this gift because it says in verses 8 and 9 here, to one is given the word of knowledge to another faith. When Paul summed this up at the end of the chapter, he said, are all workers of miracles? In other words, does everybody have this gift of working of miracles? No. Do all have the gifts of healing? No. So we could add, do all have this gift of faith? The answer is no. <clears throat> Therefore, if we had to rely on this gift of faith to get our prayers answered, then not everybody could get their prayers answered. But there is a faith a general faith which all believers have that can be increased by feeding on the Word of God and exercising it in the arena of life. We can all have an ever-increasing faith. The gift of faith, however, is a supernatural manifestation of, the, of, special, manifestation of special faith. <clears throat> We're going to go in and look at some examples um, 
So, so tell me the the. Uh, well, I won't do that. <clears throat> Let me tell you. I I, uh, I worked for a man. I still talk about him a lot because I seen a lot of a lot of miraculous things happen in his life. I seen him. I seen him pray for rain. It was dry. And within five minutes, within five minutes, there was a downpour. I, you know, I don't know that any rain was predicted or not. I wasn't watching the weather. But I know that all of a sudden it started raining because his landfill was on fire. And a landfill fire is a serious thing. It's not like burning the grass in your front yard because the fire gets down in the trash and it's just it's it's just difficult to get stopped and he he could be fined and so he prayed and in five minutes there was a downpour it was pretty much concentrated right on that landfill right out by Avoca. i seen that happen myself i was crazy well i shouldn't say crazy it's a mighty move of god gift of faith I seen him one time say, uh, he was, he and another guy, their sons were playing in the basketball game in uh, Little Rock, somewhere in Little Rock, I believe. And uh, actually, the other guy told me about it. I wasn't there. But their sons were on this bus, and so they, they wanted to go to the game. They took their wives, and they drove on down, and they're in the car. And the bus is supposed to be there, I'll say at noon or something like that. I don't remember the exact time yeah we'll beat you there at noon at this restaurant and we'll eat and then we'll go over to the gym and and so at noon at noon they didn't show up 12 15 they didn't show up nobody had cell phones back then and they're starting to get nervous we got a busload of kids and they're you know, people are, even the other parents, in quite a bit of a frenzy. And he said to his friend, and there were a couple other guys standing there that heard him. He said, and I might get this time, this might not be the exact time, but he said, the bus will drive up here, the bus will be here, I believe he said at 12.55. And that was about, that was a little after 12, 12.20 or something like that. 1225 the bus will be here at 1255 relax so in a little bit of course the bus pulls up and he holds his watch up and showed his friend it's 1255 just uh, you know i seen i seen a lot of things this guy done a lot of things like that i say a lot of things half a dozen things anyway and i believe a lot of that was a gift of faith amen I sent him speak to, uh, he had five yearling bulls that got out. And he said, I knew I couldn't chase them, get them back in the field. And so it's hot, middle of summertime. He told those bulls to get back over on the other side. Now, they didn't go immediately. He admits they didn't go immediately. But he went back home, and he went back over in a couple hours, and they were over on his 
in his field again. So, so there you go. Now, if you have a problem with that, let me, let me just say this. You can't believe your Bible. If you have a problem with that. Amen? Because Jesus spoke to the wind and told it to stop, and it did. Yeah, and these signs will follow those that believe. Anyway, I'm stirring up the gifts in you. Maybe, maybe it'll help you, help you to start speaking to things. Amen. Um, the next lesson is 21. Does anybody have lesson 21? You have part of it. Well, you'll just have to trust me again. <laughs> you got the second page. Well, there's actually uh, four pages to 21. All right. Um, you don't have this one, or you would you would have said, "Yeah, I have it," because it says lesson 21 on it. The gift of faith is a supernatural endowment by the Spirit whereby that which is uttered or desired by man or spoken by God shall eventually come to pass. So that's why I was telling about my friend. I believe that's what he did. Gift of faith is a supernatural endowment by the Spirit whereby that which is uttered or desired by man or spoken by God shall eventually come to pass. The human or divine utterance or miracle, assurance, curse or blessing, creation or destruction, removal or alteration will ultimately come when it has been spoken by this gift. The working of miracles is more of an act, whereas the gift of faith is more of a process. The working of miracles would perform a miracle, whereas the gift of faith would receive a miracle. I thought that was good. I, that in at least in my mind, that helped me. Gift of faith is for supernatural blessings. Gift of faith was used by the patriarchs of old for direct supernatural blessings or fulfillment of human utterances. When they were ready to die, they would lay their hands on their sons and would command blessings upon them, which many times did not come to pass until years later. We see this in the lives of Abraham, Isaac. And Joseph, this was a gift of faith. They believed it would come to pass many years later. Gift of faith for divine or personal protection. In Daniel chapter 6, 16, the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet. Then the king arose very early in the morning, went in haste into the, unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? You know, when you quit reading King James, it's difficult <clears throat> to pick it back up, thee and thou and Anyway, then Daniel said 
Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. When he was in the lion's den, he received a miracle. In many situations, people were thrown in the lion's den and they were killed. Why did the lions not hurt Daniel? It says because Daniel believed in his God. There's no doubt that God gave him special faith, a special manifestation to receive deliverance. Daniel didn't do anything. He just laid down and went to sleep. His faith was passive rather than active, yet he received a miracle. We see Jesus exercising this gift when he's asleep on a pillow in the back of a ship during a raging storm. Somebody argues, yes, but that was Jesus. He was the Son of God. Jesus never did anything except by the power of the Holy Ghost. He stripped himself of what power he had as the Son of God. He was just as much the Son of God before the Holy Ghost came upon him and anointed him as he was after he was baptized by John. Yet the Bible tells us he never worked any miracles prior to that time. He ministered only as any man could who is anointed by the Holy Ghost. So have any of you experienced anything like this? Supernatural protection? You want to tell us about it? I was on a road trip and my car uh, overheated. I knew there was a problem. And I knew I was going to have to add water, but when I when I popped the radiator cap, it it blew out. And of course, hot radiator is not a nice thing to have on your face. And as it as it came out, I just cried out, "Oh Jesus!" And it was cold water that hit my face. Well, that reminds me. I was in a we had a motor home. Uh, we were in Illinois, and we were coming home on the interstate, and um, I had a, we were, I think I had the cruise set up, the speed limit was 70, so I want to get this straight, okay, I had the cruise set on 65, <laughs> y'all know I like to drive fast, but not in a motorhome, <laughs> had the cruise set on 65, and uh, the left front tire blew out, and uh, I said, help Jesus or oh Jesus or something. Beverly heard what I said. She's, she's not here. but And uh, just for a second, the, the front end shook. I mean, just for a split second, it shook really bad. And then completely quit shaking. And it was, it was really not much of a problem at all. I just pulled over the side of the road. And of course, the state trooper came and called somebody for us. And, they came and changed the tire. And uh, 
I just wish I'd have had supernatural help for the finances for that tire, but no, no. I, I had the money. But, but uh, yeah, we, we felt like it certainly was God. As a matter of fact, I left this part out. When I said that, I looked down, and I didn't even really think about it until later. I guess I shook up, but later, and I told Beverly, I said, I seen a hand like it was, I had my hands here, this hand in the middle down here on the steering wheel. Just for, again, just for a second, there was a hand. I could see a hand there. Thank God for protection. Amen. Amen. Um, did I? Let me go on to this one. We may get out. Well, <clears throat> gift of faith for supernatural sustenance. 1 Kings chapter 17. Now, if you don't, since you don't have this page, I will tell you. Oh, you do. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't even list verse 1. Verse 1 is really the kicker. In 1 Kings 17, 1, Elijah goes in to the king and says, It is not going to rain until I say so. Gift of faith in operation. It does not say that God told him to tell the king that. He just goes in and tells him it's not going to rain until I say so. And it didn't rain for three and a half years. But here we pick up, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get hence, turn eastward, hide yourself by the brook, and it shall be that you can drink from the brook. I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. He went and did according to the word of the Lord knelt by the brook and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening and he drank of the brook. Here we see an instance where the gift of faith was used for supernatural sustenance in the time of famine. Elijah's faith had to be given to him supernaturally because it was beyond human reasoning to think that ravens would feed him. But they brought food to him morning and night. The gift of faith for raising the dead. Do you have that one? It's the next page. As we mentioned before, the gifts of the Spirit often operate together. In the case of raising the dead, three gifts operate together. The gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healing. This is one reason we don't see too many people raised from the dead. Some Christians may have one or more of these gifts in operation, but not too many have all of them. First of all, in the raising of the dead, it takes supernatural faith to call the person's spirit back when it's left the body. It takes a working of miracles to raise the person, and it takes the gifts of healing because if he is not healed, he would immediately die again. Therefore, all three of these power gifts are in manifestation when someone is raised from the dead. I never thought of that before. Never, never even considered that at all, but I, I, I agree with it. Under Smith Wigglesworth ministry, three different people were raised from the dead. The first instance was while he was still working as a plumber. He had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but wasn't out in the active ministry yet. When he came in from work one afternoon, he learned a neighbor lady who had been sick had just died. He began to pray. And then it says, <clears throat> he's writing, Wigglesworth, I guess, is saying this, I began to penetrate the heavens with my prayers with what faith I had. Wigglesworth said, 
All the time my wife was shaking me saying, stop praying, she's already dead. <laughs> it's too late. But I just kept praying. As soon as I came to the end of my faith, and when I did, I was conscious of a faith which took hold of me that could not be denied. While I was praying in my own faith, it seemed as God said, no, no. But when this other faith came over me, I looked right up into heaven and said, yes, yes. The next thing I knew without intending to do it, without realizing what I was doing, I got a hold of that woman and pulled her out of the bed. I stood her up against the wall and commanded her to walk in Jesus' name. And she started breathing and started walking and was raised up. I've heard that story many times. But that is beyond anybody's ordinary faith. In our ordinary faith, we could pull somebody out of bed, as Wigglesworth did, and stand them up and tell them to walk. But I don't believe they're going, but I don't believe they're they are going to walk. It takes a supernatural manifestation of God's power to receive a miracle such as this. If we will take a if we will make a step of faith and use our own faith, which we have as an individual as an individual Christian, when we come to the end of that faith, very often this supernatural faith will take over. The reason it hasn't happened with a lot of folks is they don't first use what they already have. I agree with that. Gift of faith for casting out evil spirits. <clears throat> the gift of faith can expel unclean spirits from the bodies of men which have been defiled by their present by their presence. Here again, more than one gift must be in operation. The gift of discerning of spirits and or the word of knowledge will be manifest as well as a gift of faith. If one doesn't discern the spirit, very often it is revealed through the word of knowledge. But still the gift of faith has to be exercised in casting out the spirit. The story that I tell of uh, going to Oklahoma and praying for the lady that was delivered, she told me on the phone before uh, I ever met her, before I ever seen any manifestation, she told me that she had an evil spirit. So it wasn't really discerning of spirits, but I will say that about the second or third time she called me, <clears throat> my test was I started claiming the name of Jesus and I started claiming the blood of Jesus over her. I said, now when I come, she's asked me to come over and pray for her. I'd never met her. I wasn't about to go over there unless, you know, I talked to her for a while and told her that. But when I started claiming the blood of Jesus over her, she started coughing a little bit. And then in a little bit, this male voice started talking to me on the phone and, and telling me to leave him alone. So, you know, I did, it didn't take discerning of spirits, you, you know, it's... Even human reasoning, you would know then, you know, the, the lady does have any, and she acknowledged it, which is a good thing because if if they acknowledge it and they want you to pray for them, if they don't, uh, it's really pretty tough. You know, if they want to hang on to that spirit, it's, 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 uh, I'm not saying they can't be delivered, but uh, it's not going to be easy. I, I think I said this last week. Maybe I said it in church, but uh, casting out demons, anybody with the Spirit of God at all can cast a demon out, but you do have to be persistent. Uh, 
And if you listen to Norval Hayes much, he will tell you that over and over and over again. Matter of fact, he stayed all night at a guy's house. And uh, the guy had been demon-possessed for years, stayed all night at his house, and even the people that he rode over, that took him over there, wanted to leave. And he said, no, I'm not leaving until he's delivered. And I think about daylight. You're shaking your head. You know the story, don't you? Yeah. About daylight, he, the spirit came out, and he was delivered. Norval said he was tired, went home, went to sleep, and see, said he's seen the guy for years after that. Occasionally, he was just fine. Matter of fact, I think he, he may have gone into ministry of some kind. Do you recall? He's another one you might, you know, if, you, if you're if interested in this stuff, you might read after Norval Hayes. Yes, Cindy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is better, but I think that verse uh to me now, you know, this is and I other people I've talked to agree with this and there's other people in here that can probably help us answer that. But to me, that's you pray for them. The evil spirits are gone, so they're clean, but they're empty. If you don't, those evil spirits leave, you need to get yourself full of the Holy Spirit. Could be, could be. Now, you know, there's a big debate, or used to be a big debate, about can a Christian be demon possessed? Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I want to say. But you know, some people say I know they were a Christian and they were. You know, I heard demons speaking through them, so I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Comment. Twilight? Well, no, I was going to tell everybody. There's a book by Norval Hayes, and it's called How to Cast Out Demons. Yeah. I, I have that on there. You do too. I think I have it, yeah. How to Cast Out Demons. Really a good book. Yeah. It's got something in it that he's talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me hand you the mic. They're... People listen later can't hear. Uh, you're talking about the the house being swept clean and being left empty, and just I guess just to affirm that in a way, um, you know, human beings are vessels. You know, from Genesis it says that God formed man from the dust of the ground, and this is a picture of God. And it, this is the only thing in creation where God actually handled it with His hands. The wording is different on how He created man versus anything else, and the picture is of a potter making a vessel, and a vessel is formed to be filled with something. So what the intention is that we be filled with the Spirit of God. But if you are filled with something else, then that's the, that is the danger that we're talking about. And then you're swept clean. Then they'll come back to that familiar place if, it's, if the vessel is an empty vessel. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. Yeah.
Right. Keep hearing the word. Keep your faith built up. And and uh, hearing the word is great. But and of course you have to hear it first. Builds faith in your heart. But faith is activate activated with your voice. So that's where the real strength comes in is whenever you start declaring the word of God. Amen. In any situation, sickness, depression, whatever. Um, gift of faith for ministering the Spirit. Uh, I won't even get into that one. It's it's a pretty general, generic thought. Any other any other comments? Would you just, yeah, Joel? Here, let me get, hand you the mic. I didn't hand it. Well, I guess two thoughts as I'm sitting here. We was talking about being a vessel. Um, and I'll tell you, there's Sunday mornings in praise and worship that I forget my back is supposed to hurt. Yeah, right? And then... When, when you get your head out of the clouds and you go off the stage and you sit down and then, you know, you stand back up after having sit for 30 minutes, you go, oh, <laughs> you know, and it kind of along that same line, if you're, now this is to superimpose the idea that anything can abide with the Holy Spirit. If you're half filled in your life, with the Holy Spirit and have filled in your life with CNN and uh, I'll just quit. Um, you're only going to be half of, of whatever that is, you know? And so if you're, if you, you know, you're essentially spoiling, it's your choice to what you're letting in and the, and it, to take that back when I'm just caught up, I'm at work sometimes. I've had people come up, Joe, are you okay? Are you okay? And somebody said, no, he just caught up. There was a song. He heard a song, and the song got him. It got him. Just let him be. He'll be fine. You know, I'm like, I'm fine. Just let me, you know, and I, you know, and, you know, but then I'll catch myself like, man, my back is hurting. And the first thing I want to do is go into something other than just focusing on my back hurting and, you know, you still got to go to the doctor for them to tell you what they think about it and all that. But when, you know, at the end of service and there's just a part of you that wants to take off running and the other part goes, you don't even run from a fire, let alone run around the church, probably shouldn't do that. Or no one would probably fall off the stage and create a distraction than a, a glory cloud. <laughs> don't do that. But to kind of just... This whole night has been kind of overlaying these ideas of uh, faith on faith. Um, I believe, but help my unbelief. There's there's also principles that go along with that, right? We have faith to tithe. And tithing without the principle, yes, the discipline, but yea, the faith the 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 promise the you know that that goes along with that doesn't come and so our faith enables that promise whether it's a 
a promise of healing, whether it's a promise of, of all of those different things. And I was kind of going over in my mind, I probably have told the story before, years ago we had this tornado front coming in, whatever, and Erica had the kids in the tub with the infant, you know, crib mattress on the top of them, and I was outside <laughs> telling that storm it could go that way, it could go that way, I didn't care which, but it wasn't coming down here. And the neighbor across the street was like, dude, what you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you a little something. And so here I'm telling him, you know, my beliefs, my thought processes and what I'm doing. And I even said, I need to move my car. He's like, what's wrong with your car? I'm like, I don't know. I just need to move my car. Erica pops her head out the door. Joel, Miley, what you doing? You got get in this house. It's, you know. And I'm like, go get my keys. And she's like, I ain't getting your keys. Get in this house. So that golf fast forward the four times she did that. I'm still out here talking to this guy, and, and it's just a blowing. And uh, I said, I've got to go get my keys now. I don't know why, but i got to move the car. I go in, get my own keys, come out, move the car. I get out, shut the door. I'm walking back across the street. I turn to just set the locks, and my tree falls across my driveway. It would have went right across the sunroof. It would have just, that would have been it. That dude lost his mind. I had never seen anything like that personally. I've heard, you know, we have, we've heard stories that even build our faith. He for sure didn't, had never seen or heard, even heard stories like that. But just to know, and we had talked for 10 minutes, and I had said five different times, and then finally, I I don't know what, something's going down. I got to move my car, and I did. And the very top of the most highest branches were just doing this on my tire, on the front, the front driver's tire of the car. And I, until now, I had always said that that was God's faithfulness in my tithing and in my faithfulness for listening. But even then, would he have provided for a different car had I not listened? That's a promise. But just these, these things are overlaying. Um, I didn't prophesy I didn't say my tree's going to fall. I didn't know what was going to happen. But I knew my car wasn't supposed to be there. And so I moved it to where I felt comfortable. My tithing opened up that, that, the provision. My, you know, the, all the principles of, and, you know, we was talking about, uh, you know, casting demons out and stuff. Even Jesus said, even some, some are by prayer and fasting. Those are principles. Those are layers of, of, of lifestyle and of discipline and of faith. There is a faith you have in, uh, in tithing. There's a faith you have in fasting and in prayer that what you pray, you align with what he's got, you get it. Um, all of those things. And so t this whole night has just been like a Rolodex of memories going through my mind of how different things have just overlapped. And it wasn't just one thing. And we try to, I guess we go along this type of uh, instruction. Um, so, you know, it's one of these five things or one of these seven things or one of these, you know, whatever. But um, even tonight to, to understand that there really is an overlay 
of even a few of these that are actually relevant to our life, all driven by the principles that he's given us that allow them to manifest in us. Amen. I'll close with this story. The man who built our building, this building, from this wall that way, there's a, that wall there's probably two feet thick. It's a firewall. And uh, he built the rest of that. And when his name comes to mind, I'll tell you. He's in Hiawassee. His business is in Hiawassee, and he lives there out of town. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Nonetheless, while he's building this, he asked me one day, do you have a moment? I said, yeah. So I need to tell you a story. And uh, so he tells me this story. Now, this guy, I know him. I know his family. Uh, I know the church he goes to. And I'm not real sure that they ever talk about healing. <laughs> Probably not. But <clears throat> he said he'd had back severe back pain for years in his lower back. He's in construction. He owns a construction company. And he said, he said, um, one evening, he said to the Lord, just this, Lord, if you'll heal me, I'll tell everybody I, ever, I come in contact with, if you just heal me. He told him how much he would appreciate it. I remember saying that. <laughs> Lord, I certainly would appreciate it. This is, you know, this has been going on for years, and it's terrible, on and on and on. So he's laying in bed the next morning, and his dogs start barking. They live out in the country. and He jumped out of bed and ran over to the window to see what they were barking at. And he said it dawned on him when he got to the window, there was no pain in his back. He said, now I'm talking about every morning, the first thing I'd done, I took pain medicine. Noon, I take, took more pain medicine. Evening, I took more pain medicine. And this went on for years. He said, I have not had a pain since that day. Now, you know, my my question that I've asked before is, uh, this guy, I don't know, he even believed in divine healing. Uh, <clears throat> evidently, he's willing to try it. <clears throat> but I've just, <clears throat> I guess I want to say it because, you know, God's merciful to us. <clears throat> he is, isn't he? And... Uh, even in his situation, you know, he's prayed a simple. A lot of people would say that's not even really a very faith, faith-filled prayer, but it worked. And so God is a healer, by the way. Well, that sure was good, and I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, listen, one thing we found is that if you don't subscribe to something like this, you probably won't continue to listen. And if you've enjoyed this like I did, I know you'll want to hear what is to come the weeks following. So why don't you click the subscribe button on whatever listening platform you use and make sure you don't miss any of the upcoming sessions. I know you will 